Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Monday, October 6, 2008. On today's show, we take a look at how the box office has gone to the dogs. If I had a vote, it'd be for Tina Fey. And we talk a little bit about TV ratings and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> okay, so uh, let's talk box office first. Hell of a week. At number five, uh, we have uh, Ed uh, Harris's Western Appaloosa coming in at $5.01 million, uh, bringing the total to $5.57 million. At number four, you got Richard Gere and Diane Lane in Nights in Rodanthe, which uh, came in with $7.36 million, bringing the total gross to $25.1 million. At number three, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, uh, Gregory Sarah and... I can't remember her name. She was in a couple of episodes of ER last season. Um, anyway, $12 million uh, in its first week. Uh, at number two, uh, I, I'm totally blanking on his name. Um, you know, the kid who's in everything. Shia LaBeouf, thank you. Uh, Eagle Eye came in $17.7 million for a total gross of $54.6 million. And at number one, <sighs> sure sign of the apocalypse, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. $29 million. Wow. You know, you got to love where, where the dog can pull in more money than, uh, than, you know, Paris Hilton's last movie. Uh, this one, of course, featuring the voices of, of Cheech Marin, Paul Rodriguez, George Lopez, Andy Garcia, and Drew Barrymore. And yeah. So there you have it. Uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, the number one movie. I know. Crazy. So uh, let's uh, let's take a look at what's coming up this week. Um, this week uh, opening, we have Quarantine, uh, starring Jennifer Carpenter and Steve Harris. This is basically people who are locked inside an apartment building by a CDC-issued quarantine, and the only evidence left is a videotape shot by a TV reporter and her cameraman who were investigating the initial 911 call. Um, there's a lot of buzz for this, uh, kind of looking at it... it kind of has that that whole Cloverfield feel to it, you know, where where we're seeing the camera and we are the camera kind of thing. Uh, anyway, it is a remake of, uh, of Record, or Rec, uh, which came out in uh, Spain, and it was an international horror hit that wasn't given a proper U.S. release and was kind of run into this production remake. You know, basically they were like, yeah, that's great. We're going to remake it and make a little more money off it ourselves. So... So there we have it. So, so that one's coming out. Body of Lies. Ridley Scott directs uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe. Um, DiCaprio plays an ex-journalist working to locate an Al-Qaeda leader for the CIA and is being pressured by, pressured by an agent, played by Russell Crowe, for whom failure is not an option. Um, this is actually with a screenplay by William Monaghan. Uh, this is the first thing he's written since, uh, since The Departed. And... Um, Anyway, they're, they're kind of looking at this one uh, being positioned as Oscar bait. You know, you got the whole um, thing. You, you got, you know, two high-profile stars, stars, and it's like, let's see if we can maybe get some kind of draw uh, on a war title. Remains to be seen. Um, in limited release, Guy Ritchie's Rock, Rock and Rolla, starring Gerard Butler, Tom Wilkinson, and Idris Elba. And this, uh, in London, a real estate scam puts millions of pounds up for grabs, naturally attraction, attracting the attention of some of the city's scrappiest tough guys. Of course, the established underworld uh, players, played by Tom Wilkinson, for example, uh, are all looking to get rich, rich quick. And Wilkinson, you know, 
never would have believed it, but uh, but the guy plays a really good bad guy, if you remember, in Batman Begins. Uh, did a great job there. Also opening, uh, City of Ember, starting, starring stories. That girl, little girl from uh, from Atonement, Sarah Ronan. I, I totally butchered her name there. Toby Jones and Bill Murray. And this is basically the underground city of Ember. For generations, has been the only light in an otherwise dark world. But when the city's generator begins to fail, teenagers desperately race to help their fellow citizens escape before the lights go out permanently. And of course, they will need to search Ember high and low for clues that will unlock the ancient mystery of their city's origins. Um... Also opening in limited release, Happy Go Lucky from Mike Lee. Uh, this one uh, is Sally Hawkins, Alex, Alexis Zegerman, and Sammy Oroken. And basically, it looks at a few chapters in the life of Poppy, a cheery, colorful North London school teacher whose optimism tends to exasperate those around her. Uh, Nights and Weekends, opening just in New York. So, And that's a young couple face the tension that begins to appear in their long-distance relationship as they shuttle back and forth between New York City and Chicago. So there you go. That's uh, that's sort of what's coming out over the over the next little bit. This weekend, I actually watched the 10th anniversary DVD of Sports Night. Uh, as people who listen to the show for a while know, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, this one uh, came out, obviously, 10 years ago uh, from creator Aaron Sorkin, of whom I'm a big fan. And it basically had a, uh, an, a great ensemble cast. You had Felicity Huffman, Peter Krause, Josh Charles, Robert Guillaume, Sabrina Lloyd, Joshua Molina. And like for guest stars, they had guys like William H. Macy. I mean, come on. A TV show that has, uh, that has William H. Macy on it? Seriously. So... Anyway, short-lived uh, show, uh, sadly. You know, just a great show. You know, uh, two great seasons of TV. Um, came out uh, on DVD probably about uh, six years ago. And bare-bones release. It was only the episodes, and that was it. Uh, this one, fortunately, comes with all kinds of interviews with the cast now. And uh, sort of looking back on, on 10 years before, they've got a bunch of cast and crew uh, uh commentaries including some of the directors a uh, bunch of the uh, bunch of the stars as well as a bunch of the uh, of the of these you know the, the like the guys who worked in the tech room they got those guys on and um, and of course uh, uh, the first episode and the fi- and the finale uh, with commentaries from Aaron Sorkin and director Tommy Schlamy. Um, yeah it's an unfortunate name isn't it Anyway, fantastic. Lots of great special features. You know, the gag reels were kind of lacking, but, you know, hey, it was, it was you know, 1999. It was like, what, TV on DVD? That's crazy talk. Uh, so, so um, you know, they're actually taken from one of the VHS copies that they used for uh, the rap parties. But, you know, lots of great commentaries. As I say, the special features are outstanding, uh, you know, kind of looking at the show from all sorts of angles, looking at some of the technical innovations. Because when you think about it, a single camera um, sitcom or, you know, and even calling it a sitcom isn't really uh, fair. Uh, and they do get into a, a lot of talk about how they tried to get rid of the uh, the laugh track and, um uh, you know, and even giving one example of how uh, complaining about the laugh track really helped to diffuse the whole idea of doing um, a storyline in which one of the main characters uh, was supporting the legalization of marijuana. So uh, anyway, lots of lots of great features on that. If you're a fan of the show, it's a must have. And um, and and if you're not a fan of if you have never heard of the show, you need to check it out. It's really, really cool. So uh, so that's that one. All right. Moving on to some TV ratings news. Uh, on Friday, um, CBS actually won the overall night, but uh, but lost on the 18 to 49 demo. 
or no, sorry, they did win the 18 to 49 demo. They did, however, have a fault. You know, basically they seem to have a pretty strong, uh, a pretty strong list right now, as far as their Friday, uh, you know, their Friday lineup, starting with the ghost whisperer, um, ending the night with numbers. It's, it's what's in between that's given them a struggle. And that was the X list. Uh, the series premiere, uh, dipped them to, from a, 6.0 and an 11 share to a 4.7 and an 8 share um and then they managed to pull it back uh, with numbers but i tell you it's um where it's going to hurt them is in the fact that uh you know the show's already been troubled as it was and this came down to a disagreement between the uh, the show's initial showrunner and the person who developed it. This this is based on an uh, on an Israeli show, and uh, the person who developed it, Diane Rogerio, who uh, was uh, she wrote a series called That's Life uh, several years back, and then she was a writer on Veronica Mars for a few years. At any rate, it looks as though um, it, it looks as though she's been ousted, and and part of that is because. CBS wanted it to be more like the original Israeli show, where she wanted to put more of a, a, a new, a new take a new direction with it. And uh, at, at any rate, they managed to get uh, six episodes in the can uh, before Ruggiero left. And so we'll have to see how the ratings uh, match out to see whether or not that one sticks around. I watched it the other day, amusing enough, but but it's fluff, you know. And so uh, you know, it, 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 I think you know if it loses any of the uh, of the slight edge that it has, uh, you know, it's it's going to be pretty uh, pretty dull. Looking at uh, the f- uh, f- you know full week ratings from uh, the, from the previous week, uh, let's see here. Where have those gone? Okay, so uh, looking at the previous week, of course, um, no real big surprises here. Uh, number one was Dancing with the Stars. They also took number three. Um, Grey's Anatomy, uh, uh, the, the season premiere for this year, uh, um, came in with an 11.9 share, or 11.9 rating and an 18 share. Um, at number five, NCIS. Number six was CSI Miami. Seven was Sunday Night Football on NBC. Number eight, Criminal Minds. Still after... after well, few seasons you know still managing to stay in the top 10 you know that places it sort of in that rarefied air of an ncis or a csi and uh at number nine yet another dancing with the stars results show number 10 the mentalist and i and i bring that one up and that's kind of my whole reason for for you know going in that order and everything is uh is to to uh to talk about that show in particular although i will make one note cold case still still at number 18 still a top 20 show and uh and one i'm quite enjoying that's what I'm just saying. So uh, the Mentalist, uh, basically, it is looking to be the only surefire hit of the season so far. Um, but CBS seems to be taking it pretty cautiously. You know, uh, Fringe has already received a, a full season order, and um, and you know finds itself considerably lower in the ratings. But you know they're willing to take a chance on it. Well, CBS is inching its way closer to a full season order to The Mentalist and has ordered six additional scripts for the Simon Baker drama, um, and basically. You know, it, it's won its time slot in its first two uh, airings, uh, average of about 15.4 million viewers. So, of course, you know, they, 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 what they're really looking for is that official back nine order. And it may come later in the week, but who knows? So, uh, so, so there we have it. I, I myself actually haven't had a chance to watch it. I've got the first episode uh, recorded and, and, um, completely blanked on the second one. So there we have it. Uh, speaking of, seconds and tv shows 
and this is just a very awkward uh, little segue. One of the things that they're saying, and and admittedly, you know, there's not a whole lot of data to go on because a lot of these shows have only really had one episode. But looking at the new uh, TV season says that it doesn't look as though it's a great time. You know, like new shows aren't doing particularly well. And especially the ones that were cut short by last season's writer's strike are, are really struggling. And of course, the main ones there are Chuck pushing daisies in private practice because basically they didn't get, you know, they kind of ran out their their order and they didn't come up, come back with other episodes after the, uh, after the season ended. So, uh, you know, looking at some of the, some of these particular shows, looking at, at, at Chuck, for example, last season, they were averaging about 8.7 million viewers per week. And uh, life was actually drawing 8.1 million. Uh, last week, last Monday, they both premiered to fewer than 7 million viewers. Uh, looking at Private Practice and Pushing Daisies over on ABC, both kind of quirky shows, but one has the advantage of being a Grey's Anatomy spinoff. They premiered to audiences that were 3.1 million and and two points, or sorry, Pushing Daisies premiered to an audience that was 3.1 million viewers less than their average last fall, and Private Practice was 2.7 million viewers less. Um, Dirty Sexy Money did a little bit better, but even then, they they were at an audience of 7.1 million. That's down by about a million compared to last year's average. And then looking at some of the other shows that had their their runs shortened because of the strike, you had uh, Terminator, the Sarah Sarah Connor Chronicles, and Lipstick Jungle... Um, that also declined. And, you know, when the one thing you got to think about, even looking at the average um, for the Sarah Connor Chronicles, following a, a, an NFL playoff game in January, they, you know, that was like an 18 million plus opening. And so even if you sort of take that out as, as a bit of an aberration, um, it was still losing, you know, more than 2 million viewers off its average. And then Lipstick Jungle is down about 1.3 million. So one of the things was, you know, these shows were were off the air for about six months, and uh, as the the, the networks kind of decided to, uh, you know, they they decided to to lay off and 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 wait back. Even Heroes, uh, th- about three million uh, viewers lost so far, and the, and you know that's been a, a downward slide since the first season when they did the little hiatus. So uh, so you know. Give these shows a chance. You know, some of the newer shows are uh, not doing quite as well, but uh, there's some high-profile stuff opening in the next week, Life on Mars, 11th Hour, and My Own Worst Enemy. And finally, one show that isn't feeling the pain of ratings is Saturday Night Live. And you got to love this. They actually had their, their highest ratings uh, in, in, a, in, in a long time uh, the other night, uh, bolstered again by Tina Fey's portrayal of Sarah Palin. It's really funny stuff, and you can find it, you can find it anywhere on the web if you uh, just do a look for Fey Palin. Anyway, that's all the time we got for today. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com or check out the forums at forum.poptopiapodcast.com and have a great week.